0: Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn?
1: 391. I would like to read the third verse. Of all that was and is to come, the present holds the mind and cause. For God lives in eternal laws, and here today upholds his throne. Hymn 391. Thank you.
0: If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see where to click for the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is, The Christ is the Same Yesterday, Today, and Forever. The readings will now be given by Craig from Plainfield.
2: The Bible, Judges, and the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years, and the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel, and because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them the dens which are in the mountains, and the caves, and strongholds, and so it was when Israel had sown, that the Midianites came up, and the Amalekites, and the children of the east, even they came up against them. And they encamped against them, and destroyed the increase of the earth, till thou come unto Gaza, and left no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep, nor ox, nor ass. For they came up with their cattle and their tents, and they came as grasshoppers for multitude. For both they and their camels were without number, and they entered into the land to destroy it. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites, and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. And there came an angel of the Lord, and sat under an oak, which is in Ophrah, that pertained unto Joash the Bizarite, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us, and delivered us into the hand of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Then Jerubal, who is Gideon, and all the people that were with him, rose up early and pitched beside the well of Harod, so that the host of the Midianites were on the north side of them, by the hill of Morah. In the valley. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, Mine own hand have saved me. So he brought down the people unto the water, and the Lord said unto Gideon, Everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue, as a dog lappeth, him thou shalt said by himself, Likewise every one that boweth down upon his knees to drink. And the number of them that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, were three hundred men. But all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the three hundred men that lapped will I save you and deliver the Midianites into thine hand, and let all the other people go every man unto his place. Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule over us, both thou and thy son, and thy son's son also, for thou hast delivered us from the hand of Midian. And Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. Matthew. And Jesus opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Enter ye in at the strait gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. is from Unity of Good by Mary Baker Eddy in uh, Prose Works. The article is Ways Higher Than Our Ways. A lie has only one chance of successful deception to be counted true. Evil seeks to fasten all error upon God, and so make the lie seem part of eternal truth. Emerson says, hitch your wagon to a star. I say, be allied to the diaphic power, and all that is good will aid your journey as the stars in their courses fought against Sisera in Judges 5, verse twenty Hourly in Christian science, man thus weds himself with God, or rather, he ratifies a union predestined from all eternity, but evil ties its wagon load of offal to the divine chariots, or seeks so to do, that its vileness may be Christian purity and its darkness get consolation from borrowed scintillations. Jesus distinctly taught the arrogant Pharisees that from the beginning, their father, the devil, was the would-be murderer of truth, a right apprehension of the wonderful utterances of him who spake as never man spake, would despoil Error of its borrowed plumes and transform the universe into a home of marvelous light, a consummation devoutly to be wished. Error says God must know evil because he knows all things, but Holy Writ declares God told our first parents then the day when they should partake of the fruit of evil, they must surely die. Would it not absurdly follow that God must perish if he knows evil and evil necessarily leads to an extinction? Rather, let us think of God as saying, I am infinite good, therefore I know not evil. Dwelling in light, I can see only the brightness of my own glory. Error may say that God can never save man from sin if he knows and sees it not. But God says, I am too pure to behold iniquity and destroy everything that is unlike myself. Many fancy that our Heavenly Father reasons thus. If pain and sorrow were not in my mind, I could not remedy them and wipe the tears from the eyes of my children. Error says you must know grief in order to console it. Truth, God says, you oftenest console others in troubles that you have not. Is not our comforter always from the outside and above ourselves? God says, I show my pity through divine law, not through human. It is my sympathy with and my knowledge of harmony, not in harmony, which alone enable me to rebuke and eventually destroy every supposition of discord. Error says, God must know death in order to strike at a truth. But God saith, I am ever-conscious life, and thus I conquer death. For to be ever-conscious of life is to be never-conscious of death. I am all. A knowledge of aught beside myself is impossible. If such knowledge of evil were possible to God, it would lower his rank. With God, knowledge is necessarily foreknowledge, and foreknowledge and foreordination must be one in an infinite being. When deity foreknows, deity must foredain, else he is not omnipotent, and like ourselves he foresees events which are contrary to his creative will, yet which he cannot avert. If God knows evil at all, he must have had foreknowledge thereof. And if he foreknew it, he must virtually have intended it or ordered it aforetime, foreordained it. Else, how could it have come into the world? But this we cannot believe of God. For if the supreme good could predestine or foreknow evil, there would be sin in deity. And this would be the end of the infinite moral unity. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness, quote. On the contrary, evil is only a delusive deception without an actuality which truth can know. From Science and Health three seventy one. Truth is an alternative in the entire system and can make it every whit whole.
0: We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer.
3: Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come.
4: Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily Deliver us from evil.
0: For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Bruce, will you please announce the next hymn?
5: Hymn number 57 Father, to thee we turn away from sorrow. Thou art the fountain whence our healing flows. Dark though the night, joy cometh with the morrow. Safely they rest who on thy love repose. Hymn number 57.
0: to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, March 15th, 2023. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. And we warmly welcome everyone from everywhere to all of our services in person, on the telephone, or over the Internet. Every Sunday morning, we have our weekly church service at 11 a.m., but an hour before the service at 10 a.m., we have our weekly roundtable discussion. This is where we discuss the week's lesson and other current topics and learn more more about how to apply our understanding of Christian science. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning for a lively roundtable discussion at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11 o'clock. And we have a Sunday school for children every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock also. Our Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. Many of the students live out of state, and they attend by calling in on the telephone through a special dedicated teleconference number. So if you have children who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get that phone number, and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. Our next Bible study will be this Saturday March, what day? Eighteenth. Thank you. March eighteenth. I have the wrong date down here. <laughs> At ten a.m., the Bible study questions and information about the Bible study will all be are all posted on the church website under the this week's lesson tab, along with some study aids. So check them out and plan to join us for a really interesting Bible study at 10 a.m. this Saturday, March 18th. Just call the teleconference number to join in. Our publishing department is as busy as usual. The second quarter quarterlies and the full text lesson booklets for April have all been printed and mailed and subscribers will be receiving their copies very soon so if you haven't received them already, they'll be in the mail any minute now. We have a website, plainfieldcs.com, where you'll find the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. There are other wonderful writings by Mary Baker Eddy that you might not be aware of, and writings by students who lived in her home and were taught directly by her. There is quite a variety of helpful literature on our website, and you will always find something there that will lift your spirit and meet your need, whatever that need might be. And all the resources we have on the website are free. There is never a charge. You don't have to join anything or anything like that. Our goal is to spread Mrs. Eddy's teachings around the world. And to aid in that goal, we also have 17 additional websites in a variety of languages so that people can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. So feel free to look through the websites. As I said, they're all free. And we have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled, Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your phone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you, as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. The meeting is now open for Testimonies of Healing Through the Study and Practice of Christian Science. Karen from California. Go ahead, please. I am very grateful for our church's
6: website that is available for free 24 hours a day to all who come seeking inspiration and a better understanding of God and his love for us through articles, books, prayers, recordings, and of course, all the writings of the discoverer and founder of Christian Science, Mary Baker Eddy. A year before finding Plainfield Church, while spending our second summer on an island in the Pacific Northwest, I heard what I now know was an angel message that although everything humanly seemed perfect, I realized it was lacking something vital. That something was my understanding of the truth or the rock on which all of this had to be based or it was nothing, a house built on the sand as our master refers to it, and has no foundation. When we returned to California, I immediately went about canceling all my appointments for facials, massages, physical therapy, and upcoming appointments with my naturopath and throwing out numerous supplements. The first thing I realized was I had a lot more time on my hands, but how was I going to fill this time now It had been 18 years since I left my branch church, but those years did not result in any growth spiritually. And now I was really beginning to feel that emptiness that only understanding man's oneness with God can bring. I started spending more time getting back into reading and studying Christian science, but it wasn't until the following summer back on the island that I started working with a practitioner here at Plainfield. Soon after we started working together, I had a very bad fall on our kitchen floor. It had just been mopped by our cleaning lady, and it was wet, and my feet came right out from under me, and I fell flat on my back. The first thing I knew was that God was right there. The next thing I realized was I had to reassure our cleaning lady, who was almost in tears, that this was not her fault. My husband, who was not in the house at the time, was called, and he helped carry me to my bed. The pain was excruciating. When I called my practitioner, I felt so loved. Of course, the first words out of her mouth were, You never fell out of God's arms. I held on to that thought and started listening to recordings she recommended by Bicknell Young, Martha Wilcox, Peter B. Ross, and of course the writings of Mrs. Eddy, to quiet my fears and give me a sense of God's presence and love for me. I only got up when it was absolutely necessary, but needed a lot of help from my husband. However, within a week, I was walking around the house with a walker and within two to three weeks, my husband and I were able to drive back home to California. This healing and all that I was learning from my practitioner made me realize that the most important thing in my life now was to return to my father's house and make the teachings of Christian science practical in my life like I had never done before. This also resulted in my husband's and my almost simultaneously realizing that the island was no longer the place for us. God's plan for that unfolded in such a remarkable way that my practitioner and I sometimes chuckle when we remember how quickly God moved heaven and earth to bring us to our beautiful home where we now live and where I am so happy to be working for Him. I am so grateful to Christ Jesus and to Mary Baker Eddy for their example and sacrifice to reveal to mankind the truth about God and His creation which is as perfect as our divine principle, God, and can be demonstrated by all who come to God
0: for healing. Thank you. Thank you. Candy from Wisconsin.
7: Hello, everybody. Um, Tonight, I would like to express my sincere gratitude to this church and their weather committee. Mrs. Eddy tells us in Watches, Prayers, and Arguments, Love controls the elements and all things. But while listening to the news, devastation seems to be the only reality and not love. When hearing these things, I decided I needed to investigate a little bit. So I did. And these are two of the things that I found. The Mississippi River experienced a drought this past year where the barges could not travel and deliver their goods. This river is more than 2,300 miles long and ships over 500 million tons of goods from the northern U.S. south to the Gulf of Mexico. But according to Newsweek and the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, the increase in precipitation has raised water levels five feet and up to 25 feet in some areas, and the barges are again traveling. According to msn.com, the above-average snowpack of the Colorado River Basin, where there was also a severe drought, is now melting and replenishing the streams and rivers. This river basin, which includes the Hoover Dam, supplies seven states with water. It also includes Lake Mead, whose lake levels have been increasing since July. I think this shows God is indeed in control, and thank you so much for the Weather Committee. Good night, everybody.
0: Thank you. Shardy.
1: Good evening. I would like to share some lines from Essays and Other Footprints, The Red Book, by Mary Baker Eddy, page 146. The children are blessed above others by Christian science. It heals them sooner than it can adults. They become good healers sooner than do adults, for they are near the kingdom of heaven. It is the children's native element. In it they revel in the liberty of health and divine love. Let the children speak for themselves on this subject. I remembered what Mrs. Eddy wrote on this subject when something lovely happened earlier this week. When I mentioned to some children about an issue of supply that I had been praying about for several weeks, I asked them to pray also, which they did. The very next day, I received word that a solution had suddenly appeared and that the issue could now be resolved. I wanted to jump for joy, and I can't wait to tell the children what happened because of their prayers. Thank you to people everywhere, Plainfield Church, and our practitioners, the support and prayers for all our children, here (laughs) and everywhere. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Elizabeth from New Hampshire. Go ahead, please.
8: Yes, hi, good evening, and thank you for those wonderful readings, and as always, for everything on the website, which is just amazing. Um, A bumper sticker reads, We're not human beings having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. This got me to thinking I'm so very grateful to be learning to translate the human to the divine. The words are important. A car is more than a lump of metal and leather and computer parts. It is representative of transportation. A house is not just stick and brick and mortar. It represents security, comfort, beauty. The food that we eat is not just a list of material ingredients. We're fed by divine love which in Christian science we know as another word for God who supplies all of our needs and nutriment. A job is representative as purpose. The Bible says the word was with God and the word was God. It's very important to choose our words and to know what the words mean that we're choosing. As is often spoken of at Plainfield, the need to look up a word and see the true meaning helps very much in translating a situation from the human to the divine. Contentment is a word that came to me recently. Living in northern New Hampshire, I often get the feeling this time of year that a sunny getaway is in order. How grateful I was to recognize this sneaky thought, which seemed very innocent, but when looked at through the lens of Christian science, It certainly suggested not being content with the here and the now, which is a false suggestion. I was so grateful for this realization and for the recognition that true contentment is in serving God wherever we are. And further, it is our birthright to be content and fulfilled. Thank you very much for everything and good night.
0: Thank you. Linda.
5: Thank you very much for the readings tonight and the music. I want to express my gratitude this evening for some lessons that I learned through the instruction and prayers of my practitioner during a challenging situation. One night around two in the morning, I heard a very loud crash outside. I looked out my back window and saw a car had gone through a back fence Through the yard and crashed into the other side and stopped at a tree. The driver was trying to leave the scene but was stuck. I did call 911 and report the incident and then texted my practitioner around that time. She must have been up because she did call, and we talked for a few minutes and she helped quiet my thought. It was Uh, I did not have to go down to the situation, but it did take the workers a good hour or so to get that car out of the yard, and the man who was driving it was taken with the police for being under the influence. It was Saturday night, and I was reminded by my practitioner that this was going to try to take my peace from the work that I needed to do on Sunday, and one of the things was teach Sunday school the most important activity of the week. I do remember feeling immense gratitude that no one was hurt, even the driver, and that earlier that day I had been given a very strong message to put a car that had been parked in my driveway into a tight-fitting garage, and the whole process was quite a demonstration. But if I had not moved this car, the situation would have been much worse. Uh, and there was uh, everything that was damaged was easily replaced. After I got over the initial shock, I began to work for the service, for the people that were working outside, and whatever came to my thought. And work, I had to work to silence any fe- worrying thoughts that what was the next step or condemning myself for having not prevented this from happening, which the practitioner was very strong on that I not put my focus at all there, but to focus on the good and the protection that did take place, and to stay in my father's house and keep my peace. I did learn many other things in this process, which I'll share over another time, but this was to me the big takeaway that when faced with a talent challenge, it was the biggest part was really how I dealt with it. I am so grateful for the support and prayers and instructions I received during that night and subsequent days that followed. It was truly an example of spiritual poise that you can see that they, uh, those that were involved, especially my practitioner, have learned over the years come from understanding how to demonstrate the science and not to let these situations get you to react. Um, I know in Wilcox's book, they, she talks, writes about that, that Mrs. Eddy worked that the students not react and keep their poise. So I was very grateful to see this model and start to learn this um, skill myself, which is very important. This was a, ver- a very big spiritual muscle-building time for me. I'm so grateful for our teachings of Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy's writings and this uh, spiritual dominion we gained from these lessons and this church for modeling it. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Nancy, New Jersey. Nancy from New Jersey. Go ahead, please.
9: Good evening. Thank you for tonight's service. the readings and the hymns and the music. Tonight I just wanted to say how grateful I am for these Wednesday meetings. Uh, They give us an opportunity to share and express our gratitude to God for the many healings that we receive, for the needs that are met, and also to share how we can apply all that we're taught here, making them practical in our daily lives. I'm so very grateful for all the beautiful testimonies that are given every week. They have been such a great source of inspiration to me to hear how fellow testifiers have applied Christian science, and I really feel that these testimony meetings are such a great blessing to not only myself, I know to everyone that listens. I also wanted to express gratitude for all that were given here in Plainfield our priceless teachings through our weekly lessons and our wonderful roundtable discussions, and also our monthly Bible studies. I'm so very grateful for our website that no matter where I am, no matter what time of day or night, there's always just what I need available to read or listen or study. I wanted to express my gratitude also to my practitioner for her steadfast and patient support and teachings that are helping me to grow in my understanding and application of Christian science. I'm just so grateful to God for this church, to Christ Jesus, to Mary Baker Eddy, and I'm very grateful to be a member of this church and be here with you all tonight.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Gary, go ahead, please.
4: I'm grateful for so many lessons, uh, life-saving lessons that I've learned in Christian science since uh, coming to this church. Um, I remember shortly after I arrived in Plainfield a few years ago, um, I went through a period where I was waking up unhappy in the morning and uh, often would feel anxious about what to do and things that I was about to do during the day. And uh, this was something that was very new to me, very unusual um, to me. I had always been kind of a positive thinking guy and looked forward to doing whatever I had to do. So this was really strange and disturbing. And um, it got so bad that there were days when I had trouble doing basic things. So I asked a Christian science practitioner in this church for help. And uh, the help was instantly and very lovingly given. And one of the things I was told was that uh, the first thing in the morning after i have read the lesson, to sit quietly and ask God what he wants me to do that day. Well, and then I was to keep asking and and not rush off uh, until I got an answer of peace. And then once I got the answer, to make sure I followed it. Well, this was new to me. Um, I had, up to that point, uh, quickly read the lesson and then rushed off to work, (laughs) which I thought was the right thing to do. But this taught me a discipline that I really badly needed and was literally going to change my life. Um, I began to take the time to ask God what He wanted me to do. And I found that once I started doing this on a regular basis, I started waking up happy again and not so anxious about what was going to happen during the day. And I began to gain a trust in God that was much stronger than the trust I had before. And it was the beginning of really an essential discipline of learning to listen to what God has for me. And he's talking to me all the time, I, had, I now realize. And uh, I need to be listening not just first thing in the morning but I needed to be listening all the time and that was what really changed my life it became clear to me that the lesson i needed to learn was i i really can't be happy i can't be at peace unless i am doing what god has for me to do and i really shouldn't try to do anything else and god is a good God. He loves us all, and He wouldn't ask us to do anything that wasn't good for us, and very fulfilling, and very happy. And if I do feel anxious now, I realize I need to to do something. I need to take care of something, or change what I'm doing. And God has an answer for me when I turn to him and ask him, why am I feeling this way and what do you want me to do? And that is the greatest source of confidence uh, and peace that one could ever have. So I'm very grateful for this lesson, really a healing in my mind, Uh, grateful for Mary Baker Eddy, for discovering the science of life, the science of true Christianity, and giving it to us, it is the most practical science there ever could possibly be. Uh, Learning about a God who loves us very much and cares for us all the time, if we take the time to pay attention. I'm so grateful to be here tonight.
0: Thank Thank you. Michelle from Canada, go ahead, please. Good evening.
10: Last week, I a back pain, a pain in my back, wanted to get hold of me. I wasn't able to stand straight and had to sit down or lay down frequently. But I thought I can handle it. I don't need to bother the practitioner. The situation didn't worsen, but it didn't get better for two days. Then I asked for help. And the answer from my practitioner was, you can have no heavy burden on your back. Have your burden on the Lord. This gave me immediate peace and reminded me that I can't do my own, that I can't solve any problem or help anyone. It is God who does the work. You need to know, I tend to feel responsible a lot and for many things. But this reminded me that it is God that works, that I can't do anything of my own. And this gave me so much relief that the pain lessened. And I thought I only need to try to get things done. If I I try to get things done, without putting God into the equation. It will be a heavy... My burden gets light once I cast it on the Lord. The all-knowing and ever-active divine mind knows and acts, and man, or I, is reflecting. if I only trust this divine process. I'm so happy to have had the chance to experience how good it is to cast my burden on the Lord and how good it is to ask for help of my practitioner. And I also want to thank Karen for her testimony today because it reminded me that During this process, when I still was not totally free of that pain, I walked down to our basement, and I missed a step, and I fell plain onto both of my knees on the concrete floor, and my immediate thought was, thank you, God, that you are here, and I got up. And I was fine. And the pain didn't worsen, and I could go about what I had to do, and everything was fine. So I'm so happy for all the help I'm receiving, and for the guidance, and for God's gracious love, and also for those readings tonight, which were very beautiful and thank you all for being here.
0: Good evening. Thank you. Craig.
2: Thank you. And I'm so grateful for the uh, the unity that we have here, particularly practitioner support. Mrs. Eddy, left us these hymnals and all her so many good works, wonderful works. You know, I'm sure without it i i could not walk i could not accomplish much good and uh we'd go from trouble to trouble i'm sure but uh recently uh i called a practitioner i'm I'm a dad and and uh and I want to be a good dad but uh, God knows what has to be done what's what's the right thing and <clears throat> being a parent and I just want to know that. I'm his reflection, but I don't always feel like I know that. So I called the practitioner and spoke with <clears throat> the practitioner. And that conversation won several things. It just gave me a certainty that uh, that I would, I would know if I continue to pray what to do and when to do it but then also it reminded me what the truth is is always beautiful and not to believe a lie that someone or something is unlike <clears throat> is you know is, is not right is not you know as God would want them and that but everything happens in, in God's times but most important to to look back and remember that the Truth is all that really matters. It takes a lot of, sometimes takes a lot of patience to keep working with it, but it is always successful and blesses. And, and it, it blessed me, it calmed me so that I could do other things besides being a parent. And it allowed me to take, to know next steps to take is in, in being a parent. And so uh, I thank God that we have this unity and that we have the help of our practitioners so that we can be an effective, yeah, force for good in this world. <laughs> because truth is all that really is, and that's just that God is good, and good is all that he has for anyone, anywhere, and they totally have to have. Thank you, God, <clears throat> and thanks for the service in this church.
0: Thank you. Sharon.
11: A couple months ago, I had a ringing in my ears. I asked a practitioner for help, and she said, all you can hear is overtures of angels. That was such a comfort. Well, I realized the next day I had been healed. I don't know exactly when, but I was getting the thoughts clearly from God when to do things, how to do it, um, everything I needed to know. And they were so loud and clear. I'm just so grateful that we can get help when we need it. And there's always the right answer. God is good and always good. And I'm so grateful for this church, Christian Science, and to be a member here. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Jeremy,
12: I am very grateful to be a member of this church and for all that I am being taught here about Christian science. One great blessing that has come from all I am learning here is that my thought is much clearer. My thinking used to be very noisy and it made it impossible to do certain types of work. The clarity I've gained from science has helped me to do work that I was never capable of before, work such as programming, which directly benefits the church and helps Linda and I to maintain all the websites and make the videos. At this point, some of the programs are a few years old, but every single time I use them, I still feel such gratitude to God for all his wonderful blessings. I'm so grateful for this church and for regular practitioner support, because all of this is crucial to getting thought clear and keeping it clear, so I can make the most of the thoughts that God gives me to think and use. What a blessing it is to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And now I have a testimony from Imogen in Australia.
13: Good evening. Tonight I would like to thank our Lord God Almighty for bringing me to Plainfield Independent of my many human character flaws that I have had to overcome. My own personal sense of self-justification has been an ongoing struggle for me, particularly learning to turn away from the violence and hatred of my formative years so that I can disempower it in my own consciousness and then work for God to help others. I recently started again down a wrongful path in my thinking, trying to reason with evil, trying to understand the sense of error in my world, in my neighbourhood, in business and politics, in world affairs. I also had some irritation in my eyes and ears at the same time that was quite bothersome. I am so extremely grateful to the pure Christian science taught here at our wonderful church, which quickly showed me that my thinking needed correction. I reached out to my holy practitioner here, and this is an excerpt of the inspired work that she sent back to me. Your ears and eyes only want to hear and see praises to our King, in capitals. Stay out of the political drama, Love is the only power. She then went on to reference a favourite hymn, quote, The arrow that doth wound the dove darts not from those who watch and love. End quote. And she also shared Mrs. Eddy's evening prayer from Watchers' Prayers and Arguments. I am so very grateful for this practitioner support. My ears improved immediately and have not been a problem since. My eyes are still a work in progress, but they are much more comfortable and improving as I continue to only see praises to my king in my own thought. Best of all, my thinking snapped right back into the kingdom of his love, contemplating the wondrous love of our Lord God Omnipotent and all the beautiful universe that he created with his word. So I thanked my practitioner immediately for keeping my thinking on the straight and narrow road and for the physical improvements that resulted. Later that day, I walked through my neighbourhood with a smile of love for all. The absolute majority returned that smile with the sweetest, most blessed and beautiful heartfelt smiles. Mrs. Eddy wrote, quote, If we have triumphed sufficiently over the errors of material sense to allow soul to hold the control, we shall loathe sin and rebuke it under every mask. My ever thanks to my holy practitioner at this church for her profound understanding that has shown me to loathe sin and rebuke it under every mask. I truly am learning that we stand on the rock of Christ truth, and love. I thank dearest Plainfoot Independent for the Christly love and kindness that met me here right from my first contact with our clerk, dear Benjamin, who passed my early questions to a pure practitioner here who has since become a beloved part of our family here in Australia. I thank our loving Father-Mother God, creator of all, I thank dear Christ Jesus, our good shepherd, and I thank Mary Baker Eddy for bringing us the Christ comforter in Christian science. Thank you all so very much and so much love to you all.
0: Thank you. Mary.
11: Good evening, everyone. I have just a couple of things to read tonight. Uh, The first from Pennsylvania. Many thanks, Plainfield, for your emphasis on gratitude. It's a great blessing that I had not found in my previous Christian science experience. Thank you, God, for Plainfield. And then, Virginia. Many thanks for the reminder of the Sunday, March 12th, roundtable. To be grateful. References was made to the forward and miscellany lest we forget. That's by Kipling. Here we are found the many points to be grateful for and the founding and many accomplishments of Mary Baker Eddy, the second witness prophesied in the Bible, and without which we in the world would not have Christian science, the science explaining the how of Jesus' great works and that which we have the privilege and opportunity to study, practice, and share. Thanks, too, for the procurement, the safe care, and the presentation of the authentic biographies by those early workers who knew Mary Baker Eddy so that we may learn the way to practice genuine divine science as God gave it to our beloved leader. (coughs) Thank you for those readings tonight. Uh, That story of Gideon's band is one that's very... Precious to those of us at Plainfield who have at times felt that our numbers were whittled down from those who uh, refused to fear, those who would stay alert to the need. Uh, Most important in uh, Science and Health, Mrs. Eddy does say on page 225 you may know when the first truth leads by the fewness and faithfulness of its followers. And, and so it is. And I would, I would like to remind everyone tonight, we are in the min, middle of the Lent season. It was something we always worked on and we still work on in our church. Uh, when we first heard about it, and most Christian scientists say, well, that has nothing to do with me. I, no, I take no part in Lent which is true, but it is a time when most of the world is in mourning and repentance and other things uh, because of the crucifixion of Jesus, which we emphasize, not that, but the resurrection, uh, the power of an endless life, that he was never touched by the mortal hatred that seemed to be. but. When the world is thinking in that way, if you are not aware of it and if you don't handle it, you do get impersonal thoughts of perhaps depression, uh, sadness, uh, what good am I, maybe not feeling well. And so you kind of lose your mojo, so to speak. And this is the time that we work all the more and we are all the more grateful. This was one of the first weeks... And I don't know, I can't even remember how long that no one sent in to me a a letter of gratitude, a testimony, which was most unusual. So therefore, tonight I will end with this rousing statement by Mrs. Eddy, which I love to refer to at times, her address on the 4th of July. Never was there a more solemn and imperious call that God makes to us all, right here, for fervent devotion and an absolute consecration to the greatest and holiest of all causes. The hour is come. The great battle of Armageddon is upon us. The powers of evil are leagued together in secret conspiracy against the Lord and against his Christ, as expressed and operative in Christian science. Large numbers in desperate malice are engaged day and night in organizing action against us. Their feeling and purpose are deadly, and they have sworn enmity against the lives of our standard bearers. What will you do about it? Will you be equally in earnest for the truth? Will you doff your lavender kid zeal and become real and consecrated warriors? Will you give yourselves wholly and irrevocably to the great work of establishing the truth, the gospel, and the science, which are necessary to the salvation of the world from error, sin, disease, and death? Answer at once and practically, and answer aright. Good evening to all. (laughs) Thank you.
0: To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn?
5: Hymn number 339. There are none friendless, none afraid, the saving truth who know, their shining path leads from the shade and up to light they go. Hymn number 339 you mm-hmm.